Hey, it's Jay, and this is Ramblings from a Trans Man. This is it. This is the first episode. Like, I know I know, it's only been a week for, like, you guys, but for me, it's been a couple of weeks, actually. Just trying to dial everything in and, and work out what needed to be worked out. So, today's topic, it's about coming out. And my personal experiences about coming out, I had to come out twice. And we'll get into that. So... What is coming out? Coming out is is really just stepping into your authentic self and and celebrating your queer identity. National Coming Out Day was first observed on October 11th in 1988, and that was inaugurated back by Rob Eichberg and Gina Leary. Some people say, why do people still come out? Why is it important? Well, it, it's still unfortunately a huge thing because there are so many bills just this year being implemented to really hurt the LGBTQ plus community. And coming out can be exciting. It's terrifying. It could be freeing. It's basically all of those feelings just simultaneously wrapped up at once. And really, it can be a process as well. Some days, it, it really does feel like it's just it's never going to end. You're going to keep coming out to people that you just meet, to people that have known you for a while. And some days you're even going to forget that coming out's a thing. You're just, you're going to be going about your daily life and you're going to forget that it it's even a thing. But you do get used to it. it. It does become easier every single time that you happen to do it. And I also feel that most people have either a really great time coming out and it's wonderful and people accept you or it could go really bad. And it's rarely neutral on how coming out stories happen and how they unfold. I've kind of had both experiences. I think that's probably true for most people. Either your family's great and they accept you and your friends are the ones that have a problem or vice versa. It's it's not something that's going to be the same for every person, but there can be similar experiences that underline every coming out story. So for me, I never really had a choice in coming out with my sexuality. I was just a kid, just a regular kid, like every other regular kid. And when I was about probably 10 years old in middle school, there were those, those cis guys who think they're super cool and they want to be jocks. I I don't know, but they decided to single me out and they would shout at me when I would leave like the, my locker and head to class or whatever. They'd shout slurs at me. I never really understood why or like what they meant. So I didn't wear typical AFAB clothing and that's a female assigned at birth clothing. So like the girly stuff, right? I always wore really masculine clothing, I guess, like a lot of my brother's hand-me-downs out of my choice. I just wanted to wear t-shirt, shorts, sneakers, just basic clothing. And I guess that made me stick out amongst everybody else. So they would just throw slurs at me. Being like just a kid, I didn't know what they meant or what they were referring to. And so I actually had to have my friends tell me what what they were telling me. Basically, it was just derogatory slurs 
they were just trying to get me to feel bad about myself, I guess. And I just didn't understand why, because I didn't understand what was different about me and why I looked and why that made me a target. I mean, come on, guys, like, chill out. I'm 10. What's your problem? So eventually they chilled out. They stopped trying to bully me because I just didn't give them any attention. I know there wasn't anything wrong with me. I was just wearing clothes. I just developed a thick skin from it because what they were saying, it just, it really didn't matter. It didn't affect me in any way. And truthfully, it was just reflecting them. They were so uncomfortable with themselves. They had to, to attack somebody else, I guess. But by wearing those like masculine presenting clothing it, and not liking the girly stuff, like thinking back on it, those are some breadcrumbs and, and I'll get into what I mean by breadcrumbs in another podcast and about my, my gender identity and, and that long process. Just a few short years later, I did end up figuring out my sexuality on my own. I, I didn't need anybody telling me who I was or who I wasn't. I actually didn't even have my own choice to like come out to my family. That choice was like ripped out from underneath me. I just don't do that. Let people come out on their own. Don't try to elude that you know somebody's sexuality or their gender. Just let people come out on their own. Don't ever force an identity on somebody. So like, don't think that they are gay for like their career choice or they aren't cis because they wear certain jewelry or if they paint their nails. Like that was a huge thing in the 90s that people would assume something about somebody because like, like a man wore a necklace, so he must be gay. Like, that's ridiculous. I guess it's still happening, but I just remember it being a huge deal in the 90s. But for my sexuality, like trying to figure out who I was as a kid, I remember writing out in my journal, like figuring out, putting two and two together. That's that's kind of like when everything fell out from underneath me because my, my journal was read like, that classic trope of like a diary being read that that's what happened to me except by it was it was read by my extremely religious family it was the worst i i was i had a bible thumped at me i was told that i was wrong and i was confused and what i was doing was the absolute worst thing when you're told that as a kid you don't understand that like, how can you be wrong when you're figuring out who you are? I, I'd done nothing wrong. I was just figuring out who I was. And I wasn't even ready to talk about it. I couldn't even put a sentence together trying to explain, no, this is, this is who I am. And so what did I do? I just didn't talk about it. It didn't stop me from being queer. It, it, not at all. So I, I mean, I was raised to be cis, straight, in an extremely religious household, and just being queer. That's just not how things work. That's not what happens. You don't get to choose to be who you are. That ended up repressing me a whole lot. And it didn't change who I was. I was very out in, like, outside of the household. And so at home, I was in the closet. So I was half in and half out. It wasn't great. I I really struggled all throughout school. It just, it repressed me. I It held me back. I was always depressed. I was suicidal. I, I had trouble with self-harm. 
it's just, it was weird to me being told that my identity and who I knew I was at the core of my being was seen as wrong. But I knew I wasn't wrong. And I knew deep down there was nothing wrong with me. So my way to protect myself and what I figured was easier was just to be hidden, not talk about it, and just let them tell me who they thought I was and just be myself outside of home. Every time like it became a possible issue, I'd be threatened to be taken out of school. And like every time there there was something on like TV, like a gay couple kissing, there was audible bigotry about how that's disgusting and how that's not okay. Just basically trying to hammer home, trying to squash down that queer identity I had inside of me that was never there before my personal boundaries were violated. And it did scare me, not scare me as, oh, I'm straight now, but it just scared me to feel like I could talk to my own family. What really kind of hammered that home was when, again, in middle school, one of my close friends, he he came out to me and he told me that he was gay. He asked me not to tell a single person, and I didn't. I respected that because I, I was living with that same fear. Nobody could know my sexual identity because I didn't want to be taken out of school. He ended up confiding in somebody who didn't have that same level of respect because it's not something that they lived with. They didn't have the same fear of losing their friends, losing their family, losing everything that they they knew that was safe. And so they told people. And so what ended up happening was it got back to his parents and his parents took him out of school. Last I heard, he had attempted suicide because I think he just, he couldn't handle it because it was the same situation where his family also wouldn't see a future with him being gay. They would rather not have a son than have a gay son. And so that scared me even more because I, I saw that for my future. I couldn't be exposed. I, I couldn't tell my own family like what's going on with me. And so being told somebody that doesn't believe a younger person knows their sexuality it immediately contradicts their lived experience as well. Because how do you know you're straight? How do you know that you aren't queer? How do you know that? If you know that you're straight, then why can't you believe a queer kid can know who they are? And no one can tell you this identity. So I, I had somebody that I had known who tried to cause an issue by saying, oh, well, I find this man attractive. Does that mean I'm gay? They were baiting for an argument, but it's a good example to show only know you, only you know who you are and how you feel. Nobody else can tell you this. By trying to make this argument like, oh, I find this person attractive. You think I'm gay? Why does that make me gay? It, that's not how it works. And I understood that they were just baiting for an argument and so I just, I didn't pursue any further because I had told them that I experienced this with my own childhood, but their immediate contradiction was, or their immediate rebuttal was, well, I don't believe that someone who's 12 will knows that they're bisexual or that they know that they're gay. That's sexual. How do kids know that? They're just kids. Well, 
when you're a kid, you don't immediately think sex because you're still young. You just know, hey, I like this person. But that's the whole issue with making queer people this devious, perverted bunch when it's not based in actual facts. It's not based in reality. We're just people who live a different experience than you do. It's just frustrating to see that happen in real time with somebody who is a supposed ally who says that they champion for queer people when they just prove that they didn't. When I did come out as bi, I guess now you would call that pansexual. At this stage in life, I just say queer. It's easy for me to say queer. Personally, I was called that as a slur when I was younger. And so I chose to, to take it back, to have ownership over that word. And I understand not everybody likes that word, and I respect that. If somebody doesn't want to be called queer, then don't call them queer. It's all about respect at the very end. And so fitting in after coming out, I mean, I heard so many people just saying like, by means that you just haven't picked a side yet, or you're just curious, or they basically had the assumption that that means you sleep around or, or that you're, you're willing to sleep around. And essentially that was just kind of slut shaming. Don't do that to somebody. Somebody's personal life is their personal life. You don't get to do that. And can we just please stop the slut shaming at this point later on in life? After really doing a lot of heavy lifting in figuring out who I was after basically a lifetime of repression from that early childhood experience of I can't trust who I am because my family doesn't like it. So it, it took a lot of unpacking to, to come out as transgender later in life. I knew who I was when I was a kid, but that's a whole nother episode about those breadcrumbs that I previously mentioned and we'll get into that, but that's not for this episode. And so cisgender means that you do identify with the gender that you were assigned at birth. It's not a slur. It's not derogatory. It's not something that trans people call non-trans people in any kind of negative way. It's just the scientific word. It means you identify with your gender at birth. Transgender means that you're not congruent with your gender assigned at birth. So you could be a trans woman if you're a male assigned at birth, or you can be a trans man if you're a female assigned at birth. And there's also non-binary people. And so I ended up coming out first to my trans friend, who was also a trans man. Because growing up, I was never exposed to any transgender people, never a single thing, except for occasionally you would see trans women in like movies or TV shows. And it was always in very negative light. It was never positive in any kind of media. I never understood that trans men was even a thing. All of those feelings and all those breadcrumbs from when I was a kid, I just packed it down just compartmentalize, lock it away, throw away the key and just don't look, don't touch, just like trudge through life. When my friend came out and he was very public about him being a trans man, it just blew my mind 
because everything that I wanted as a kid was a reality. I just came to terms with who I was, what I want in life, to step into being my authentic self. And I came out to him first. And that was hard. But it was easier because he knew where I was coming from. And it felt really validating to know that somebody else gets this. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just in my head. It wasn't just a hope and a dream. It could be my own reality. The next person I came out to was actually my husband. And that was probably the most nerve-wracking or second most nerve-wracking because I had been with him for a long time. I mean, we were high school sweethearts. I didn't want to, to ruin the marriage that I had, but I was at a point where I, I couldn't go any further. I, I had to really step into myself. And thankfully, it, it went really well. I mean, maybe down the line, we could do a podcast with him and he could talk about his experiences, but I don't want to speak for him and his, his personal path. Came out to him. It went fantastic. I, it probably came out very wrong at the very beginning because I would ask him, so how would you feel about having a husband? And it seemed like he thought I was saying, would you rather be with a man instead of me? But I was trying to say, no, what do you think about me being your husband? It, it was confusing. That part of coming out wasn't easy. It was messy, but it ended up great. And then I came out to my friends. I just kind of like put a Facebook post up publicly, just like get it all out of the way. Everybody knows except for certain people. I just, I kept all my family from knowing. I didn't tell a single person in my family because I, I was not ready for that. I, I had to uh, really think about how I was going to approach that. Most of my friends were great. Uh, they were accepting. Uh, it was a lot better than when I was a kid coming out with my sexuality. I lost a lot of friends as a kid, but that's fine. That's them. This is me. A lot of people were pretty respectful. A lot of people asked what my pronouns were, what I want to be called. And I guess it might have been premature because I didn't really have those answers. I knew I needed my pronouns to be he, him. And I just shortened my name. And I went with that for a while. And it was okay. It was good. I mean, some people still struggled. They were used to me being female. So they struggled. But I feel that when you transition, you ask for grace from people because it is a process. So I also allowed them that process. I let them understand that, hey, you're saying something wrong, but I know it's going to take time. And I gave them grace. And a lot of people actually appreciated that. And I think it made people a little bit more receptive. That ended up working out pretty well. I did have this one person that I know that did misgender me, did dead name me at a friend's wedding. And I just corrected them. And I left it at that. If somebody isn't going to be respectful of your identity, then they aren't allowed to be a part of your life. That's just how I feel about it. If you can't show me respect, then you don't get the privilege to know me. And I think that's a hard line that I do struggle with because 
I do demand respect in terms of people understanding who I am because I do the same for them. I wouldn't just start calling them another name and and misgendering them. So why would you do it to me? I give people grace. I give people a timeline of when something is acceptable, and then I start correcting them. I would say 99% of people who stuck around were great about it. There are people who decided to just get out of here. Nah, I'm not good with it. And that's on them. I had business relationships also just kind of fall apart and not have anything to do with me. That's okay. I don't need them in my life. I wish them well. That's that. After all of that, I, I had been kicking the can down the road and I actually started hormones and I had already publicly transitioned, socially transitioned. It was time to come out to my parents because they were actually moving out of state. And I'd been on hormones for a couple of months. When you start to transition as a man, eat, your voice starts to drop. You start sounding like you've you are you sick? You sound a little under the weather. I couldn't ignore it anymore. I, I had to do this in person to them. And I was so terrified because <laughs> with my sexuality, I I just expected to be disowned. I expected to lose my family. And I was prepared for that, not because I didn't want them in my life, but I knew I couldn't keep living a lie. I, I had to be who I was meant to be. It was, it was a time. <laughs> my dad was great. He immediately within the same conversation switched to male pronouns and it was so nice. I felt so loved in that moment by him and he had expressed it. He actually had a work colleague who had transitioned and he was familiar with it because he, he knew a trans woman before and after her transition. So he understood what transgender meant. My mom, on the other hand, she, she had a hard time. She immediately threw out the, how she has to mourn her daughter. And that's something as trans people, we hear a lot from family members, how they're mourning this daughter or this son, we don't get it because we don't feel the same because we finally figured out who we are. We were never that other person. Well, for me personally, hearing that is hard. It's not easy. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm telling you who I am. I'm right here. I'm going to be happy. And you're mourning this person that I never felt like I was. But it's like giving people grace when they're getting used to pronouns and, and new names. If you change your name, it it's just something that you have to allow them because people see a different version of yourself. They see a person that they've known that they've created in their own heads. And so they, they are mourning in a way that was that was pretty hard. But I overcame and my parents are actually pretty damn good about it now. They don't misgender me anymore. They they call me by my name. Uh, I think there's still work to be done, but I feel like that's probably for most families. I don't know. With coming out and being trans and transitioning, I went from being in a heteronormative looking couple, basically just being invisible in the community because we just look like a male and a female 
identified couple. And it didn't even show our personal identities. Now we kind of look like a gay couple. And so that's pretty different. And seeing how people react to us is pretty different. Sometimes we get some stares at the grocery store. And we actually had this one employee run up to us and and basically show us their keychain that they're gay and like how they're like super happy to meet another gay couple. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. I'd never really had that so much before in the queer community. Another part of like talking about sexuality and, and transitioning. With sexuality, when you transition, there are some people that think that your sexuality does change when you transition. So if you were straight, when you transition, you're straight again. And so it was believed that if you were gay and a trans man, then you weren't really trans. You were really just a woman and you were attracted to men, so you're not really trans. And Lou Sullivan really paved the way for trans men. He really championed for men who were not straight. The bottom line is there's no correct way to be trans. Every single person is an individual. Some attractions change when they start hormones. Some don't. Personally, mine didn't. I, I'm a queer guy. That's not going to change who I am. It's something I, I was concerned about, but it didn't change in the end, and I'm glad it didn't. At the end of the day, coming out is really, it's just for you. It's for no one else. If you don't want to come out publicly, if you don't want to have everybody know your personal identity, you don't have to. This whole coming out process is just for you. It's not to make anybody else more or less comfortable. It's just being your authentic self. It is your identity. It does get better when you come out. Yeah, the whole, it gets better. Like, it does. It's cheesy. It's it's overplayed sometimes, but it's true. It You just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You only have control over the present. You have to remember that you need to live your life for yourself. You can't live your life for someone else. When I was younger, I did. When I was older, I still did. And when I chose to be who I am, I stepped into my own authenticity. I needed to because I was so unhappy. I was struggling every single day. I couldn't think of a future for myself. I wasn't afraid of death. I didn't want tomorrow to come. And what transitioning and, and coming out and being who I am has done for me has given me an opportunity for a future that I do want to see. And you might lose people in your life. I've lost family, friends, work connections, just for my identity. It's honestly, it's better without them. Because in the moment, it's going to feel like you're losing everything. Your whole world is going to fall apart, but it's not. The whole world's going to actually open up for you. There are going to be different opportunities. There are going to be people that you haven't even met yet that will have profound changes in your life for the better. You just don't need people in your life who don't support you. I'm not saying abandon everybody who doesn't agree with who you are as a person. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't have to give them authority in your life. You 
can allow people to be in your life if they don't agree with who you are at a distance. You can put up boundaries to protect yourself. There may be instances where you have to live with the person who doesn't agree with who you are. It, that's tough to give any kind of advice for. I personally lived it. It's hard. It's so fucking hard. It's hard. It's it's very difficult to navigate that. What I did personally, I did out of protection for myself. Was it the right way? I don't know. I I can't answer that. That's that's in the past, but I'm looking towards the future and I did what I needed to do to survive. At the end of it, you also have to make sure that you're comfortable and you feel safe and you have somewhere to go if you might get kicked out. I I was worried about that as well. I didn't have any options. I had no solutions. So the safest thing for me was to remain quiet. It was very unhealthy for me. I know it really held me back in life. And I know right now things are very difficult. There's a lot of misinformation about the LGBTQ plus community. There are different laws coming out trying to scare us back into the closet and how people are saying all of a sudden there's just so many LGBTQ plus people. And that's just not based in reality. We've always existed throughout time. It's just easier to share yourself outside of your circle right now. And with social media, it's easier to share your story. I mean, I'm speaking into a microphone right now, sharing my personal story with whoever will hear it. That wasn't possible when I was younger. There are these different laws being put into place just to hurt trans people for existing. And it doesn't make us go away. It's just cruelty. And it seems like that's the point, just to harm us. Because I wouldn't wish on anybody the experiences I had growing up. Coming out is, is just always going to be a process. It, it can be tough. It can be easy and wonderful. Some people might be like, oh, yeah, I figured. And that that's okay. There is no cut and dry way to come out. There's no right way to say anything. It's just, you have to express who you are. If you ignore it, it'll just keep coming back. What resists persists. And I just wish the very best for anyone and to hopefully find people who also see you for who you are. So that was a little bit of a heavy episode. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Maybe you personally identified or you could see somebody from another perspective. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'll be working on the next episode. I'll see you next week. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.